Welcome to Your Best Riding Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Riders Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week, I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. I am so glad that you're listening in today. Today, we're going to be talking about writing articles to sell books. And my industry expert is one of my favorites, Linda Gilden. Let me tell you a little bit about Linda. Linda is an award-winning Amazon best-selling author, speaker, editor, and writing coach. As the author of over a thousand magazine articles and dozens of books, Linda seizes every opportunity to take writers to the next step in their writing journeys. She especially loves every minute spent with her grandchildren which, of course, is a great source of writing material. Right now, we're going to take just a moment and welcome Linda. Linda, it's great to have you here with us. Good to be here. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. And we're going to take a step inside the life of our expert. So if you would share with us, what are you enjoying the most in this season of your life? That's a great question, Linda, because everybody's in so many different seasons right now. I have said often, however, during this last year, is a pandemic really a bad thing for writers when they're told to stay home? Because after all, then we can sit down and write and do what we love the most. So for that part of it, this year has been very productive. It's been a year when I've had the time to explore new markets and look for new periodicals and book publishing houses to write for. And so that part of it has not been terrible. I do miss the season of being closer to my grandchildren physically and being able to hug more. Um, We're all missing that. We're all trying to be careful and not spread germs. And um, that part of it is a little difficult. But life goes on and we are still enjoying the time we have with them, whether or not it's a drive-by visit or on the phone or FaceTime or whatever we have to do during this time. We're praying that it'll be ending soon and that we can resume all that and catch up on the times that we have missed. Still a great source of writing material, though, for writers. I don't think you can ever uh, have nothing to write about when you're in the presence of your grandchildren or your chickens, I might add. I live on a farm and those chickens... They will give you stuff to write about all day long. (laughs) I love it. I've actually been there. I've seen the chickens and I'm, I know that what you're saying is so true. So true. This is great. Well, let's get into our topic for today and that's writing articles to sell books. So I'm going to give you maybe, uh, I don't know if it's a scenario, but let's say If I write books, but I don't really want to write articles, that's just not been anything that I've thought about. How would article writing help me in my book sales? Many times when I teach at conferences, Linda, it's pretty amazing because I get up there to start talking about this and people look at me like a deer in the headlights. It's like articles. You want me to write an article? They have never even thought of writing articles because they write books. But what's the best way to sell our books is to have a platform, to have a tribe out there, to have an audience of people who are ready to hear what you say. And so when you write articles, 
you are establishing yourself as an expert in whatever your book is about. And a little bit later, we're going to talk about this. It could be fiction or nonfiction. And so you are establishing yourself as an expert in the field that you are writing about and getting your name out there. Uh, is this is just a, articles are a great way to do it. They don't take long to do. You can write an article a lot quicker than you can write a book. And guess what? Here's the even better part. You get paid for it. So here's a win-win situation for you, marketing your book, writing articles, and even getting a little pocket change for that. Well, I think that that is something all of us can should be actually leaning into the um, their their podcast, leaning into their earbuds, whatever it is that we have to glean from this time. I want to hear more. I want to hear more. And I like what you said that as you write articles, you're establishing establishing yourself as an expert, and that does build our platform because the more articles we have out there whether it's, and I know you said you're going to cover this, a fiction or nonfiction, it's going to really kind of build up who we are in the industry. So this is one of the great steps that we can take. And I'm all for getting that extra pocket change, Linda, into my pocket. So thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So what if no one knows me uh, in the article writing world? So this is, I'm fresh to the article writing world. Why, uh, why should I write at this time, try something new that, uh, I mean, just because I'm writing books, I'm, this is, maybe I might be a little bit nervous about this, writing articles, fearful that I might do it incorrectly. But if I'm, if I'm new to that world, should I still venture forward with this? Absolutely. You know, the way to learn to do something is just to jump in there with both feet and do it. And you will find plenty of editors who will help you learn how to do it properly. If you submit an, an article to an editor and uh, they it just didn't quite fit what they wanted, but they liked your material, they're going to work with you and they're going to say, you know, I like the way this is, but could you change the ending or could you maybe tweak this a little bit? So learning something new is not a bad thing at all. And I think, for one thing, books um, are, for some reason, they have they feel more glamorous. You know what I mean? Mm. If somebody, mm. I mean, really, if I meet somebody in the grocery store and they say, oh, what are you working on? I say, well, I'm doing an article about something. They're like, oh, well, have a good day. You know, if I say, well, I'm working on a book, well, they want to hear all about it. Now, I'm not sure they go buy it, but I think there's every reason in the world to try writing articles. Mainly you can write so many more of them when you write than you can books in a, in the same amount of time. And I tell you what, I, I really, my personal belief is if you figured it out by word and what you were making per word, it would come pretty close, if not better, to write articles than books unless you write a, be- a bestseller that sells millions and millions of copies and people do that it's just not that most of us do that. So articles is a way to supplement your income and all that. Now, you may think, well, I'm not a really good marketer anyway. Maybe I should try this articles thing. Yes, you definitely should. Several years ago, um, I had a book come out and I wrote an article on the subject. I wrote it and sent it 
and sold it to focus on the family. And at that time, their circulation was about a million five, I think, for their print magazines. And that's important for us to think about, you know, what is the circulation? The magazines reach a whole lot more people than your books will. The average book sells about 500 copies these days. And I mean, that doesn't include your bestsellers, but when you average it out, the people that don't sell that many millions of books, I think the average, the last one I heard was like 500 books. So think about that versus reaching a million five with your article in a big magazine. Okay, but that's not the end of my story with that one. Oh, I, I like wrote this. the article and it reached a million five people. Now, statistics have kind of shown that articles, magazines are passed around three to seven times. Okay, so I finish it. I give it to my mother. I give it to my sister. She gives it to her friend. She gives it to her neighbor. It kind of just continues to go. So even if you took the smallest number, that would reach several million more people. Well, now that's still not the end of the story. Focus on the Family often looks through their articles to decide what's going to be the topic of their uh, weekend show on the radio. So they called and asked of if I would be willing to write this, um, I mean, to speak with the, their host on the weekend show. And that weekend show had a listenership of about 22 million. Wow. Okay, now, if I'm trying to market my book, which we go back to that original article, which actually wasn't but a, a few hundred words, it wasn't even this lengthy article. I mean, we're talking about short. And so you reach those 2 million listeners. By the time you add up all those millions of people that it's reached, you've got a pretty good um, opportunity to touch that many people with at least the name of your book and a little bit, bit about you through listening to you speak on the radio show. You can put in your bio. For instance, my original article was not the title of my book or exactly the subject of my book. My book was called Love Notes and Lunchboxes. The article was how to make game day special for your children, you know, not to let them be overwhelmed, how to help them have a good experience in their sports. And so we went from that into talking about sports. And I, there was a um, the weekend that I was on the show, I was on there with a famous football player, which was kind of fun. Um, but all of that came together and went back to the love notes and lunchboxes. How did it do that? Every time I did something different in my bio, it said, Linda Gildon is a writer and all that sort of stuff. And the author of love notes and lunchboxes. Now, if somebody listened to that show and liked my ideas about how to make game day special, what are they probably going to do? Hopefully. Absolutely. Absolutely. So by the book. There, there it is. So do you have to convince me that it's beneficial to write articles to market your books? No, not at all. I'd like to convince more writers that it is a great way to market their books. That is pretty quick, pretty easy. You've already got the information in your head. So it's not that, you, and it's not like mine was about game day. It's not that you have to say, oh, I have a book on um, youth sports. And so I'm going to write this article about that. It doesn't have to be that close of a tie-in. 
Mine was on encouraging your children and whatever point in time they were at in their lives, which was game day in this instance, I could tie that in to encouraging your children. You can do the same thing with any nonfiction book. You can take one idea and just kind of run with it and see how it touches ever so slightly to your main idea of your book. And this works as well today in writing for online magazines, writing for online blogs. And when you post something, it goes online. You're a guest blogger for someone else. And it goes into their, maybe they they have the same audience as you and you can write something and it goes out to all of their people. And then today with just a click of a button, you can share it. And so it gets shared with their friends and then their friends know about it. So that can extrapolate out even faster than uh, someone sharing a magazine with another person. Right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. This is good. This is real good. And I like that you said this works for fiction and nonfiction because you can pull so much out of either genres and have a core element that is newsworthy. Maybe it's even, it could be even tied into seasons and stuff like that, couldn't it? It could be tied into just whatever. Now, that's another thing. You know, after they finish looking at me like I'm crazy, when I say you, you really should write articles to market your book, some of them will say, well, that doesn't apply to me. I write fiction. Well, mm. why does it not apply to you? Do you not want to sell your books? I mean, that that's the big question here. We're doing this to sell books. We're not doing this um, to learn how, you know, learn this new genre of writing articles. We're not doing this. We're doing it because we want to get the word out on our books. And what you do with fiction is you um, take your book and you look at your book and what is in that book. For instance, um, Lynette Eason had wrote a book called Her Stolen Past. It was about a baby who was kidnapped from a church nursery. The baby was adopted raised till adulthood and very happy home. And all of these things were in this book. So Lynette doesn't have to take the entire storyline of her book. She might pull out um, of her book, she might pull out the idea of how to make church nurseries safer or how often babies are kidnapped and from which places they are. Or hmm. they use DNA testing in order to make the connection and confirm that this was indeed the baby that was kidnapped 20 something years ago. And so you might even want to go in that direction. I guarantee you, Lynette researched DNA and how do you use that as a matter of testing to um, identify people who've been kidnapped or have another life, or, you know, something like that. So she's done a lot of research on that probably anyway. So she doesn't have to write about the exact theme of her book. And this is a novel. This is fiction. It was made into a movie. Um, it was really an interesting movie. And there were so many different elements in that movie that you could pull out and write about. Another one that does a lot of this, Cynthia Rukti, she writes fiction. But she had a book that um, happened in a certain, and I'm sorry, I can't remember the area, but it was an area of her home state. 
And she started researching the home state. So she wrote articles and things about her home state. And I think she even got specifically to one area. And then she went to historical museums and um, places like that and put the book in the gift shop there because it gave them information that people were looking for. But what else did it do? It introduced them to a new fiction author, and they may have gone and bought her book, because in her bio she says that she was an author of fiction. So there's all kind of ways that you can take that um, information that you have learned when you're writing your book, your research, and turn it into a marketing tool for you to reach other groups of people. Now, this is fabulous because it's a, it's an extension of what you're already doing and I like that you said there's elements. I know fiction writers research because they want to get their content even though it's fiction, those that are worth their salt, they have done background work. And what better use than to tie that into something that might also bring in a little bit of pocket change for the article. But the big thing is getting people to recognize who you are for the writer of your book. And that's always asked, no matter where you go. What is your byline? What books have you written? What do you want us to share? What's your website? How can we find you? That's the perfect way to get that information out. And we're not to be shy if we are authors. Don't be shy about telling people what you've written. That's the only way they're going to know that they need to go out and purchase it is if they realize, oh, that's what you've done. You know, we don't hide our light under a, a bushel. So we also do not hide the gift of our writing from those who possibly could be that next reader of our content. And so this is a great way to do that. All right. So this is what everyone wants to know then. How do they get started writing articles? Just like you got started writing your book, you gather your information, you make your outline. And, and here's another thing that we didn't mention earlier, but a lot of times people, they ha think they have enough to write a book. And it may just be enough to write a good, strong article. And so sometimes an article can be a kind of a testing ground for your subject. If people loved an article you wrote on the subject, maybe you do need to compile more information and make a book out of it. But um, that's another thing that's to me, is a really good thing to know about articles is that it's a testing ground. But if you want to get started writing articles, you probably are a good article reader. You probably have read articles. And that gives you a good idea of what is in an article. You've got to have your great beginning and your end and then your middle. I mean, it's got to be written in a way that people will continue to read it. And that means sometimes using fiction techniques to write your article. Use story. People will just love it if you put your stories in there and show them what you're trying to teach them through a story rather than telling them. You've heard show, don't tell. We told that all the time. We say that all the time, and that is so true. Show them, don't tell them. But if you want to get started writing articles, uh, there are many ways to do that. But I would just look at what you like to read. Then I would write an article. Don't start with like a giant long article. Articles nowadays are not long. 
about 800 to 1200 words is about average for an article. When I started, it used to be, you know, a thousand to 2000 or something. So they've come down because people are busy. They pick up a magazine. They want to read it while they're waiting for the water to boil on the stove or something like that. They want to be able to read it and finish it and learn something in that manner. And as you mentioned, almost all magazines have an online version and they are just as viable and as valuable to you as are your print versions. A lot of magazines have changed from to only online versions these days. But look around at the things you like to read because that'll give you the cl- a clue as to what type of article might be a good one for you to start with. And then just strike out and start. I would suggest maybe using a good strong story in the beginning to start and hook your reader through a story. If they can identify with you through a story that starts your article out, you're going to have them hooked. If you're going to say something in the beginning of an article that touches their heart, then you're going to have them hooked. So look for ways to start. There's so much to this, Linda. I mean, I would just love to talk and talk and talk about how to do that, but we just don't have the time today to do that. But I I really enjoy seeing people discover the joy of writing articles. Because it is fun. I think it's fun. And you're very successful at it. So you know of whence you speak. So this is great. If they want to find out locations or who is accepting articles, something that can let them know who's in the market for articles? There is always the um, Christian Writers Market Guide that Steve Lobby publishes now. It's available on Amazon and I think from his um, Christian Writers Institute. That's a great place because it's divided topically. It's got book publishers in one place. It's got magazine article uh, markets in another place. And it gives you all the information that you need. It gives you word count. It gives you the contact information. It tells you topics they're looking for. And it tells you payment if you're interested, if that's a big deal for you. Sometimes you have to write for free and just get your name out there in the beginning. There's nothing wrong with that. But then you want to progress to the point where you can write something um, for a paying market so that you can continue to build on what you originally started to do. But that's a good place to learn. You can search it by Christian Article Markets on Google. That's a great place to search. Look at Christian blogs if you're interested in the Christian market. If you're not interested in the Christian market, they have the same kind of things for the secular market, for the general market. Uh, The writer's market comes out every year, which is really, really fat. It's a big, fat book that has the same thing. But it includes a lot more trade publications, consumer publications, and it might just fit what you have more. So there's... There's tons out there that you can find that will give you specifics like that that will help you find a market. You might go to the magazine site. If you know what magazine or what blog you want to write for, go to their site and see if they are asking for submissions for any certain topic. Um, Chicken Soup for the Soul is another place to go look because they kind of rotate their topics and they definitely... um, are good are a good place for beginning writers because they generally use topics that are common and topics that we all can almost write something about. 
So that's a good place to start. There's there's a twelve hundred or less, um, and that is a paying market. So all of those things. If you see a book in the bookstore, go home and look it up online. And if you look at that book and you go, well, I could have written that. Go home and look it up. Maybe they're doing volume two, or maybe they're having a call out for more stories and submissions for that. So just be a little sleuth and find what it is that has an opportunity for you. I like that. And if we are being sleuthful, how much of a time frame on average, if you're wanting to research to write for um, a magazine or to write articles that are paid for, how much front end do you need to have? I mean, can you just contact someone and go, Oh, I've got an article for next month's, blah, blah, blah. How far do they need to be looking out? Well, see, now that's another thing that the online writing has done for us. The lead time to when it will be published is much shorter. Some of the magazines, you can send stuff like maybe a month to a month and a half. Mm -hmm. I did one yesterday for a site I write for a lot, and it'll be published probably by the end of the week. So that's not a lot of lead time there. But when you get to that point, you can do that. And If you continue to write for the same editor over and over again and develop a relationship with them, when they need something, they will call you and say, you know, I think you could do this. I need this article on. Could you have it to me in two weeks or whatever? But your research, I think, was your original question on that, is that once you do your research, you're not going to need like reams and reams of research for an article. But you're bound to come across interesting facts about your subject. And once you write one article, you may find that you have a little bit of research there left over. Why not turn it into another article? Um, I had an editor years ago ask me to write an article on family reunions. And it was a 2,000-word article, and I thought, man, I'm going to have to dig to find out enough to write 2,000 words. I wrote the 2,000-word article, but I didn't have room to put in games children can play at a family reunion. I didn't have room to to put in the uh, the research I did on how to create community within the family when they don't see each other very often. All of these things I end up writing I ended up writing about five articles off of that one thing of research. And so sometimes you can do that and it's well worth your time to do that especially when you've got a good market that's out there. So don't hesitate to save some of your research if you need to, to write another yet another article. Your original question was lead time. If Back when it was print magazines, sometimes it was like 18 months before it would be published when you submitted something. But now a month, two months, seasonal, they're still saying six months ahead. That means Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day, any season that they would do a special issue for or maybe just have a few special articles. And they love that because that they always have to fill those with new material. So if you have a really unusual article about um, your mom and maybe some things that um, you did together or whatever, that would be a great thing to submit if it's fresh and new and different. They probably have enough articles every year and for the next 20 years on the best thing my mom ever taught me. So put a new spin on it. Say it in a fresher way. Put it in a way that contemporary moms can understand these days. That sounds good. Very good. Well, this has been a lot of information on articles. 
And I know that we're going to have some really good um, giveaways that are going to be in our show notes, folks. So always know we have stuff in the show notes for you, ways for you to get in touch with Linda Gilden and even emailing her Linda at Linda Gilden, G-I-L-D-E-N.com. Get some information from her. She's also an incredible editor. So I'm just kind of tossing that out there. I know we're going to be giving away, what'd you say? We're going to do the eight types of articles. Is that right? Yes, yes, that's correct. Oh, this is going to be really good. So that's available for you in the show notes. And also we have a, a conference coming up, the Carolina Christian Writers Conference. So I'm going to have yes. you tell us about that. And then one other book that we're going to focus on after you talk about that. The Carolina Christian Writers Conference is... Um held in Spartanburg, South Carolina. But the good thing about it, Linda, this year you don't even have to travel or live anywhere near there. You can come join us because we're going to be doing it all virtually. Uh, Last year we were caught in the very, they shut things down, I think a week to 10 days before we were able to have our conference and we had no choice but just to cancel it. However, this year we're going virtual. We're going to be able to see each other. We've got tons and tons 40-plus workshops on different writing subjects. You will be having meetings with the editors and the publishing uh, faculty that is there. You'll be able to Mm. request who you can write with. We're going to still have our worship time. We're going to have lots of different things. We'll meet in genre groups so you can have a discussion with people who write in the same genre as you do. And it's just going to, I think it's going to be loads of fun. I, I just, there's so many more things that you can sometimes do when you are online and you don't have to do the traveling, you don't have the expense of getting here. You don't have to decide what to wear, wear your pajama bottoms in a nice top and you've got it. So, um, <laughs> and give I us the dates that, of the Carolina conference, because some people might be listening to this after the fact, and we don't want them to get their appetite wetted and then not be able to come. So the conference is taking place. March 12th and 13th, and it's never too late. That's the neat thing about virtual. We always, we've always we always got room for you. We can pop you right in there. March 12th and 13th of this year, uh, we have a special Friday morning class that if you're interested in that, Larry Leach will be taking articles, blog, or books, whichever he's going to help you decide which your material would fit best at. And that, that is an additional extra add-on if you want to do that. Um, Linda, you're going to help us learn how to navigate this virtual thing. So we're not sitting there scratching our heads and pulling our heads out, our hair out. And so I think it's good. We're just going to have a really good time. And I think there's something there for everyone. We want people to come and feel like they have really been encouraged. They have been um, just taken by the hand and, and helped move to the next step in their writing. There is so much writing opportunity out there right now. And I think that's where some people uh, miss the miss the mark a little bit because they go, oh, well, we've had this pandemic and uh, I was a writer before, but there's just not really much for me to write about mm. right now. And I'm like, well, where are you? I mean, because a lot of my writing this past year have been pandemic subjects. You know, how do you keep in touch with your grandchildren during a pandemic? So I've done a lot of writing on pandemic this and pandemic that. So I'm hoping that this year's going to be different. We're going to pull out a little bit of that and go back to really encouraging our readers to just kind of 
enjoy the fact that we don't have to talk about the pandemic all the time and that we're all back to somewhat of a normal schedule. But I hope that in your somewhat of a normal schedule coming up in the next few weeks, you'll join us at the Carolina Christian Writers Conference, March 12th and 13th. All the information is at FBS, that's First Baptist Spartanburg, dot org forward slash writers. All right. Well, this is great information. And then finally, you have a fabulous book for everyone who is listening to this particular podcast. And it's called Articles, Articles, Articles. I know that it is available on Amazon. It's available on uh, boldvisionbooks.com. Really anywhere and everywhere that books are sold, y'all can get a copy of this fabulous book. And in this, Linda covers all aspects of articles, and it's highly, highly recommended. Thank you. I, I tried to put everything I could in there that would help people just pick up the book and then go sit down at their computer and be able to actually write an article. If I left something out, you can let me know and I'll try to get it in volume two. <laughs> articles, 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 and more. Yes, that yeah, would be, that would that would be, be a, yes. a great title. I like that yes. one. Linda Gilden, thank you so much for being here on Your Best Writing Life. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. Your information is valuable and practical. It's always just a joy. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Loved being with you. All right, folks. And Thank all of you for being here with us, too. We are really just excited about what's happening with this podcast. Share it with your friends. Let them know that there's information here. If they are writers, if they're just beginning, and even if they're best-selling authors, we have something for everyone on Your Best Writing Life. So we appreciate you joining us. Take a moment, just a moment right now, if you would, to subscribe to our podcast. You just click that button that's there. Rate and review the podcast. That means you're going to add some stars on there. And reviewing means that you're going to let us know what you think about this podcast. And as uh, Linda said too for, for herself, let her know if there's anything missing and let us know if there's something that you would like to hear from us. We'd love to be able to get that directly from you. And I will have my email in the show notes so you can let me know. Is there a topic we haven't covered that you'd like to hear right here? We'll be able to get that to you. You know, what you have to say matters just as much as what you have to write. So we want to hear from you. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being with you here next time on Your Best Writing Life.